Chapter Eighteen of Yon of the Windmill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Florence Short. Yon of the Windmill by Juliana Horatia Ewing. Chapter Eighteen Midsummer Holidays. Child Fancies. Yon and the Pigminder master salter at home jan hires himself out midsummer came and the dame school broke up for the holidays jan had longed for them intensely not that he was oppressed by the labours of learning but that he wanted to be out of doors many a little one was equally eager for the freedom of the fields but the common child love for hedges and ditches and flower-picking and the like was intensified in jan by a deeper pleasure which country scenes awoke from the artist nature within him that it is no empty sentimentality to speak of an artist nature in a child let the child memories of all artists bear witness that they inspired the poet wordsworth with one of his best poems and that they have dyed the canvas of most landscape painters with the indestructible local colouring of the scenes of each man's childhood will hardly be denied that this is against the wishes and the theories of many excellent people has nothing to do with its truth if all children were the bluff hearty charmingly naughty enviably happy utterly simple and unsentimental beings that some of us wish and so assert them to be it might be better for them or it might not who can say that the healthy careless rough and ready type is the one to encourage many will agree who cannot agree that it is universal or even much the most common it is probably from an imperfect remembrance of their nursery lives that some people believe that the griefs of one's childhood are light its joys uncomplicated and its tastes simple a clearer recollection of the favourite poetry and the most cherished daydreams of very early years would probably convince them that the strongest taste for tragedy comes before one's teens and inclines to the melodramatic that sentimentality of some kind is grateful to the verge of mawkishness and that simple tastes are rather a result of culture and experience than natural gifts of infancy but in this rummaging up of the crude tastes the hot little opinions the romance the countless visions the many affectations of nursery days there will be recalled also a very real love of nature varying of course in its intensity from a mere love of fresh air and free romping and a destructive taste for nosegays to a living romance about the daily walks of the imaginative child a world apart peopled with invisible company such as fairies and those fancy friends which some children devise for themselves or with the beasts and flowers to which love has given a personality to the romance child fancy weaves for itself about the meadows where the milkmaids stand thick and pale and those green courts where lords and ladies live jan added that world of pleasure open to those gifted with a keen sense of form and colour strange gleams under a stormy sky sunshine on some kingfisher's plumage rising from the river and all the ever-changing beauties about him stirred his heart with emotions that he could not have defined 
there was much to see even from dame statchett's open door but there was more to be imagined jan's envy of the pig-minder had reached a great height when the last school-day came he wanted to be free by the time that the pig-herd brought his pigs to water and his wishes were fulfilled the dame's flock and the flock of the swineherd burst at one and the same moment into the water-meadows and jan was soon in conversation with the latter thee likes pig-minding i reckon said jan stripping the leaves from a sally-withy wand which he had picked to imitate that of the swineherd do i said the large-coated urchin wiping his face with the big sleeve of his blue coat that's all thee knows about un i be going to leave to-morrow i be and if so be master salter's got another boy or if so be he's not i dunno it ain't nothin to i jan learned that he had eighteen pence a week for driving the pigs to a wood at some little distance where they fed on acorns beech mast etc for giving them water keeping them together and bringing them home at tea-time he allowed that he could drive them as slowly as he pleased and that they kept pretty well together in the wood but that as a whole the perversity of pigs was such that well wait till he tries it theeself jan lake that's all jan had resolved to do so he did not return with his foster brothers to the mill he slipped off on one of his solitary expeditions and made his way to the farmhouse of master salter master salter and his wife sat at tea in the kitchen in the cheerful clatter of cups they had failed to hear jan's knock but the sunshine streaming through the open doorway being broken by some small body the farmer's wife looked hastily up thinking that the newborn calf had got loose and was on the threshold but it was jan the outer curls of his hair gleamed in the sunlight like an aureole about his face he had doffed his hat out of civility and he held it in one hand whilst with the other he fingered the slate that hung at his waist mercy upon us said the farmer looking up at the same instant and who be thee jan lake the miller's son meister come in come in cried master salter hospitably so master lake have sent thee with a message i my father didn't send me said jan gravely i come myself do ee want a pigminder master salter ay i wants a pigminder but i reckon thee father can't spare abel for that now i wish he could abel was careful with the pigs he was and a sprack boy too i'll be careful main careful master salter said jan earnestly i likes pigs but the farmer was pondering jan lake jan said he be thee the boy as drawed out the sow at her pigs for master tudor's little gell jan nodded lord massy cried master salter i told ye missus about un look here jan lake if thee'll draw me out some pigs like them i'll give ee sixpence in a new slate and i'll try thee for a week anyhow jan drew the slate pencil from his pocket without reply mrs salter who had been watching him with motherly eyes pushed a small stool towards him and he began to draw a scene such as he had been studying daily for months past pigs at the waterside he had made dozens of such sketches 
but the delight of the farmer knew no bounds he slapped his knees he laughed till the tears ran down his cheeks and as jan put a very wicked eye into the face of the hindmost pig he laughed merrily also he was not insensible of his own talents and the stimulus of the farmer's approbation gave vigour to his strokes here missus cried master salter get down our ether's new slate and give it to un i'll get another for he and there's the sixpence yon and if thee minds pigs as well as e dras em i don't care how long e minds mine the object of his visit being now accomplished jan took up his hat to depart but an important omission struck him and he turned to say what'll e give me for minding your pigs master salter master salter was economical and jan was small and anxious for the place a shilling a week said the farmer and his tea the missus gently suggested well i don't mind said master salter a shilling a week and the tea jan paused his predecessor had had eighteen pence for very imperfect services jan meant to be beyond reproach and felt himself worth quite as much i give the other boy one and sixpence said the farmer but thee is very small i am sprack said jan confidently and i be fond of pigs mercy upon me said master salter laughing again tis a pert young toad certainly it might be fifty year old for the ways of un well thee shall have a shilling and thee tea or one and sixpence without then and seeing that jan glanced involuntarily at the table the farmer added given some now missus i'll lay a pound bill the child be hungry jan was hungry he had bartered the food from his nunching bag at dinner-time for another child's new slate pencil the cakes were very good too and mrs salter was liberal he rose greatly in her esteem by saying grace before meat he cooled his tea in his saucer too and raised it to his lips with his little finger stuck stiffly out a mark of gentility imparted by mrs lake and in all points conducted himself with the utmost propriety for what we have received the lord be praised was his form of giving thanks to which mrs salter added amen and bless his heart and jan picking up his hat lifted his dark eyes candidly to the farmer's face and said with much gravity and decision i'll take a shilling a week and me tea master salter if it be all the same to you and thank you kindly sir and the missus likewise End of chapter eighteen